You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 207 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the MLB season is moving forward as planned, so what does that mean? We'll get you all cut up on everything that happened over the last couple of days on that front, and there are also a couple of other baseball tidbits to get to as well, so we're going to do those in the second half and uh, get you ready for some baseball in the next couple of weeks here, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into any of that stuff, though, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter, and if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So on Monday night, the Players Union officially rejected Major League Baseball's proposal, which I mentioned briefly on Friday's episode, and their proposal was basically, let's postpone the season by about a month, and then we'll get going a little bit later, and the season goes into November and all that stuff, and the union's like, no, we don't want to do that. Um, That's just silly, and they'd also be playing 154 games as opposed to 162. That's a minor detail. Doesn't necessarily matter, meaning that, uh, so as of right now, unless COVID shuts down the start of the season, we are moving ahead as scheduled. Pitchers and catchers report in like two weeks, and the A's are going to be playing their first spring training game on February 27th against the Brewers, and then their regular season opener is scheduled to be at the Coliseum on April Fool's Day, April 1st against the Astros. So, uh, yeah, that looks like you can kind of start penciling in a little bit harder than you would. Not quite pen, but penciling with intent, if you will. Put those in your digital planners. Don't use pencil on your digital planners, but, you know, make, make a note that February 27th, you might be able to see some baseball online, and that's uh, something to look forward to at the very least. There haven't really been any updates on whether or not they're going to be allowing fans into either spring training or regular season games, but my assumption would be that uh, we will not be allowed to go to attend baseball games until the vaccine is widely distributed, uh, which last I heard, they were hoping for a large swath of the po- population to be vaccinated by like late summer or so so maybe by i don't know september we might be able to see when are months i don't know what like winter seasons uh because september not summer to me because i think that school starts by then i've been out of school for a while so i'm pretty sure school's over by september i would say september maybe we'll be able to be able to go see a baseball game We'll, we'll find out but uh, obviously, these new strains of the virus and the vaccine's ability to combat those new strains will be something that needs to be addressed in the coming weeks and months. So September, question mark. I don't I don't know when we're going to be able to see baseball at this point. It all depends on things that are not baseball related in the slightest. So, um, yeah, that's the good news for baseball, though, I guess, is there's going to be baseball. The bad news is we, we will not be able to go see it for at least a few months and potentially not for the whole season. But uh, there will be baseball in some form or another. And that's uh, that's exciting, I think. Even given everything that's going on, it's fine. They did it last year, so it's not like worse than last year. I mean, sure, infection rates are going up and all that. It's it's worse to degrees. There's going to be more travel. It's worse to some degree, but they did it. All the other sports are doing it too, so why don't we jump off a bridge? Um, you know, that, that kind of reasoning. <laughs> Anyways, not going to games uh, is going to stink, but in the grand scheme of thing, like everything that's going on, it's not like 
the worst, I guess. We can watch baseball on TV again, be happy about that. I'm content doing that, tweeting the, the games from home, interacting with you guys. I was cool with that. That was the bright spot of my year, and uh, it's gone downhill since. So, <laughs> 2021, here we go, starting off strong. But of course, no story involving labor negotiations in baseball is ever this simple. After the union rejected the offer from Major League Baseball, which included adding the DH to the NL and expanded playoffs for the upcoming season, well-known national baseball writers were carrying water for MLB and ownership, which is just ridiculous. I don't get it. They just get fed news and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to get this any thought whatsoever. This is what I should put out, even though it's stupid. Uh, John Heyman, like talking about this guy, he has definitely had me blocked on Twitter, my personal account for many years, but uh, we have a locked on A's account and he has not blocked that one. So I still get to see his tweets. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he tweeted out, quote, my sympathies generally lie with the players. He could have ended there, but he didn't uh, as the game is nothing without them. But I don't see why the union, after months to think about it with a couple of weeks to go and wanting the universal DH and being offered 162 games pay for 154 games, never even made one proposal. Uh, end quote. There was a lot going on in there. It's a little tough to follow. Uh, rewind that, listen to it again, because I wrote down what he said. That's... It's convoluted in how he phrased everything, but uh, he definitely misses the point on a few occasions here. And first, the owners in Major League Baseball didn't offer the players anything that they really wanted aside from full pay, which they're getting anyway. And sure, there's eight extra games on the docket, but they're getting paid anyway. Why would they take this deal? It's stupid. Also, the players would have to give up expanded playoffs, which is a huge bargaining chip for the players in the upcoming uh, collective bargaining agreement battle that's going to be happening after this season. So get excited for that. But anyways, the owners wanted them to give up expanded playoffs, which is a huge bargaining chip and weren't giving up anything that they're not already getting already that the players are not already getting. And that doesn't make that's not bargaining. That's just give us more stuff. That's no. <laughs> Anyways, if you're confused by why the players wouldn't also want the expanded playoffs, it's actually pretty simple if you think about it. If you get more teams into the playoffs, then teams would have to spend even less, and by teams I mean the owners would spend even less on players in free agency to make themselves quote-unquote good enough to play in October, you know, going after that hunk of metal. And before long, player salaries would be depressed because of the expanded playoffs. So, in the long term, and not even that long, over the course of the first year of expanded playoffs, free agency is going to tank, and it's already been bad. Uh, Trevor Bauer, he's, you know, not a great person, but he's a decent pitcher, still a free agent. Maybe he's holding out for like $40 million a year, and that's why. Or nobody wants that toxic guy on their team. Maybe that's what it is, too. I'm sure it's a combination of both, but... Um, he should have a team by now. It's two weeks until spring training starts. He doesn't know if he's going to Florida or Arizona, and that's not great if you're baseball. You want your big guys to be signed by now. You want to get that excitement going, and instead now some teams are going to sign them in the next couple of weeks, presumably, or during spring training, and then instead of having this all in the rear view, it's going to be front and center like, oh, the White Sox signed Trevor Bauer, and they're going to have to deal with a whole PR storm because half the fan base is going to be super stoked. Half the fan base is going to be pissed that they're letting this misogynist on their team. Uh, it's going to be a whole thing. It could be in the rear view or, you know, not, you know, not discuss but it would be not as prevalent as, you know, hey, this just happened. It'd be, hey, we signed this guy in January and here he is. Um, so 
baseball needs to work on getting people excited about free agency. It would, it would help if they just, you know, sign the players. Uh, that would be something that would get people excited about MLB free agency. But back to my larger point here, there's also the fact that the the owners and Major League Baseball would be raking in money hand over fist with an extra round of postseason action. So the owners actually offer the players less than what they would have been getting overall. And John Heyman was over here blaming the players for not coming to the table sooner to offer up something that they don't need at all. Uh, so which leads me to another point, obviously, and that's that the players already had an agreement with Major League Baseball that they were happy with. Why change it? Why come and be like, hey, we have this perfectly th uh, fine thing that we are completely cool with, but uh, hey, should we make it worse for ourselves? Who does that? Nobody. Literally, what would they be gaining from coming to the table in this situation whatsoever? Nothing. They'd be getting nothing from this. And that's why they just rejected it. And we're like, we're not coming to the table to negotiate expanding the playoffs. This is stupid. We're, we're starting the season in, you know, spring training in two weeks. Just stop with all this noise. We're not doing this again. And if you think about it, if anything, the owners also had months to think about what they wanted and waited until two and a half weeks before players reported the spring training and started their spring training regimens and put money down on where they were going to be staying for spring training. And that's when the owners came in to try and disrupt what was already in motion. So this isn't the player's fault whatsoever. It's the owners for bringing it up. If they didn't do anything, all of a sudden everything's fine, isn't it? So yeah, not the player's fault here. Sorry, John. Uh, I love saying people's names with stank on them. Anyways, uh, the owners also didn't put in any protections for canceled games or anything like that that would protect the players against a COVID-shortened schedule. So in no way were the players going to be better off accepting or even considering the proposal that Major League Baseball put out there. The players are good with business as usual in 2021, you guys. It's the owners that want to shake things up and only for their benefit. They're not giving the players anything if you actually think about it. And if you're thinking, but the players want the universal DH. Well, you're right. Yeah, they do. But it's not worth any of this stuff that they'd be giving up. They're not putting the good of 40-year-old DH, solely DH, Nelson Cruz ahead of diminished money for every single free agent to come for the next couple of decades, maybe forever. No, Nelson Cruz did not mean that much to baseball. I'm sorry. You could even put Big Poppy himself in that role. Not doing it. Not a Hall of Famer, by the way. That's another issue. <laughs> also, adding the DH is not just a player issue. The owners like that too. So it's like, hey, we'll give you this thing that you want that we also like that also helps ticket revenues, you know, when we get it and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it it's not a player thing. That's a both sides thing. They both want that. They're, that's just going to be in the CBA. That's in no matter what. Uh, that's an easy one. That's coming to TVs near you in 2022. And maybe even if you go see a baseball game. Um, so if you were wondering why the players didn't come to the table, just ask yourself, where was their incentive to come to the table and negotiate against what they already had? That's all that I ask. Uh, final note on this is uh, there will be 26-man rosters in 2021. There will be 27-man rosters on days that they play doubleheaders. That's it. So uh, that's that's uh, all I got on the MLB labor strife. Uh, as you can tell, I hate it. It gets me riled up. But uh, anyways, coming up on the show, the A's invited another bullpen option to camp. And there's also some other baseball news to go over. So stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I'll be right back. 
Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about the new and improved Built Bar, which is even more deliciouser than usual. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still got their original 12 flavors like banana bread, peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, and others. And all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. There are protein bars that taste like candy bars, and all of their built bars are built for health conscious people. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. So, all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Today's show is also brought to you guys by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com we're covering everything you need to know about the A's right here, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe or even like here in podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating and a review. If you do, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I've got a quick plug for all you Marvel fans. Uh, on Friday, I'm going to be recording with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. He also writes for Nerdist. So uh, he's been around. He's been on the show a couple of times. And uh, since we are both big Marvel fans, we are going to have some fun talking about WandaVision. We will have watched uh, Friday's episode, so that's five episodes, I believe. Uh, there will be spoilers, so if you have not watched it, uh, either get caught up or avoid the episode, I guess. Uh, but So we're going to talk about WandaVision a little bit, and then also which Marvel Universe characters correlate with Major League Baseball players and whatever the hell else comes up Marvel and baseball related. So make sure that you are subscribed to this show so that you can listen to that show on presumably Monday. I'm going to record it on Friday, and then this way I can release it later uh, next week so that I don't have to record on Sunday and I can just watch the Super Bowl and... Uh, hang out with my wife. So that's what's, uh, that's what's going on in the coming, uh, week or so. Uh, but let's get to some second tier A's news here. You guys on Tuesday, the team announced that they invited Diolis Guerra, a right-handed reliever that they signed on Tuesday to spring training. So, uh, a quick look at his stat line does not produce a ton of optimism here, given that he has a 4.81 ERA in 103 big league innings spread across five seasons. But that said, there is something there to him making it to the majors in five of the last six years with four different teams. 
four different major league organizations are like, there's something with this guy. And now the A's are one of those teams too. Is he going to make it to the majors? I'm, I'm sure that injuries would have to play a little bit of a part in that, but we'll see. Let's look into his baseball savant, which I already did. But looking at his baseball savant, uh, just making it seem like uh, we're doing it on the fly. We're not. I wrote all this down. Anyways, uh, he has a low 90s fastball. But outside of a quick stint with the Angels, his control has been pretty decent over his career. Um, that was like a 20 innings out of it. So roughly 20% of his innings. He didn't have great control, but it wasn't the worst either. He's usually around like a 1.825 somewhere in there. That season, it was like at 4.2. So, and by which I mean like a 1.8 to 2.5 uh, walks per nine. That's uh, that's what I'm going with there. Um, anyways, so it's not like he's got bad control, but he also doesn't throw very hard. So uh, what else does he bring to the table? Well, he has a fastball that ranks in the 79th percentile on spin. So uh, that's something that the A's been going after is guys with high spin rates. And uh, it's not quite as high as Nick Turley, who ranks in the 95th percentile with his fastball. But adding a guy like Guerra this late in the offseason as a low adi- low risk flyer, I mean, it's also not that bad in that regard either. So 79th percentile spin. Let's see what happens here. Looking a little bit deeper, though, you see that the problem is that he doesn't seem to have honed in a third pitch out of the bullpen, which some guys can get away with uh, if they're working in relief just because they, they throw gas. But he, he does not. He throws roughly 92 miles an hour with his heater, and uh, so that's not an option for him. Uh, his fastball and his changeup look to have pretty similar spin, which makes it pretty hard to differentiate if you're a batter. But at the same time, if you're trying to decipher between 92 and 82, it makes it a little bit easier to just guess which one's coming and then destroy that pitch. So I think that he's the kind of guy that needs that third pitch in order to succeed, uh, reach that next level in the major leagues. And uh, so I think that that's where the A's are going here. And the reasoning for that is because Guerra has toyed around with different pitches as his third option, using his fastball and changeup between 80 and 90% of the time in the bigs, but switching up that third pitch from a curveball as his third pitch in 2015 and 2016, working a slider and a sinker into his mix in 2017, and then going fastball, changeup, slider in 2019, after he didn't appear in the majors in 2018, and then just going back to the curveball in 2020. So it seems like he's searching for that third pitch, and he hasn't quite found it. But if he does get that extra weapon, that extra third pitch, not extra third pitch, that third pitch, then hitters won't be able to just sit fastball or changeup. It makes those pitches a little bit better as well. And it looks like there's something here with Guerra. It's just a matter of the A's coaches unlocking that something else once spring training starts. They're going to have about a month to do it. Let's see what happens. Um... I'm intrigued by this signing. I don't know that it's a high upside move, but maybe he's a depth arm at the very least, and uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. But switching gears, I just wanted to real quick mention that there were more sexual abuse allegations in baseball that came up on Monday night, this time against Mickey Calloway, who is currently the Angels pitching coach. He has been suspended by the Angels while they investigate the claims against him, even though the documentation was right in the article that broke the news. So I don't know that they, they... should fire him after what he did. Just, I mean, again, a lot of the same stuff uh, that happened with uh, Jared Porter, but I mean, they haven't done anything yet, which is weird. So we'll see what the Angels end up doing. Um, I talked about the Jared Porter situation last week, and I don't really have much else to say on the topic, anything new, except for expressing my dismay and just disgust with everything that's going on on that front. So uh, if you want to hear a little bit more on 
sexual abuse in baseball. Uh, Gabrielle from Locked On Red Sox is going to be appearing on Locked On Now on Wednesday to discuss the issue further. I would suggest listening to that. She's great. She has uh, a great voice and uh, one that is underutilized, I think, in the sports world. So uh, go ahead and listen to Locked On Now for her take on everything that's going on. Um, but I don't want to end the show on that note. Instead, I wanted to talk very briefly about something that's bad, but not nearly as bad. And that's that the Yahoo Sports division decided to let go of Tim Brown and Mike Oz from their MLB division on Tuesday, which uh, is strange to me because they're two pretty good ones. Uh, Tim wrote the book Phenom, which was about Rick Ang Keel, and it was a great book. Really enjoyed reading about Rick Ang Keel. And, uh, you know, his struggles just from being a phenom pitcher and then working his way back to being an outfielder and all that stuff and everything in between. It was a lot of fun to read. Um, and then Mike is a Fresno guy that started the whole unpacking old baseball cards with former players and hearing their stories uh, that he started that whole thing. And just a couple of years ago, uh, they let Jeff Passon go over to ESPN. So Yahoo Sports not doing a great job over there. Uh, just saying. I used to love listening to the first iteration of the Yahoo MLB Sports Podcast, whatever the hell it was called, with Mike and Jeff and uh, Tim. It was one of the best baseball podcasts that I think has existed ever. Uh, they would go over, you know, the daily news and all that stuff, but it was informative and light and funny and also very personal. Tim Brown told a story about how he pooped his pants golfing or something like that. And I was like, Oh shit, this is really funny. <laughs> but he was like, yeah. And just the, the camaraderie that those three guys had, it was a lot of fun to listen to. And, uh, I, I, don't really go to Yahoo Sports for my news, but maybe it's my fault. I don't know. Um, but I, I always look forward to reading their stuff when uh, when it came across my feed. So uh, they're not going to have a hard time finding work. I, I'm sure of it. They have very unique voices, and I look forward to reading their stuff again. Um, but I'm running along, so that is where I'm going to leave this one. So uh, I'll have one more episode up for you guys a little bit later this week. But until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times. Oakland, keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys soon.